Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hi friends and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. So I'm not going to lie, not that I ever do but I'm not going to today, especially because we actually recorded this episode back in November. As you recall, I was recording lots of episodes, getting ready to take my maternity bend, not a break, but a bend. And so today we get to listen to an interview I did with two of my new favorite humans, Kirsty and Christine from On Airplane Mode. They're an LGBT couple traveling the world And they were the winners of the Gay Travel Awards in 2020. Their feed is one of the most magnificent things you'll ever see. And even though we can't travel right now, you can learn a lot about traveling. You can let these inspiring photos enter into your feed. And trust me, it's super, super worth it. They are just such an endearing couple. I can't wait for you all to meet them. So let's enjoy the show. And I'm sorry if I say anything about Christmas coming up. It's definitely not coming up until next year. Well, this year, but like later this year. So just, yeah, it was in November. Let's get into the show. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I'm really excited to have today's guests on. Yes, that's an S because we have both Kirsty and Christine here from On Airplane Mode. They are actually a travel couple, which is going to be a really interesting conversation, especially now. So guys, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. We're super (laughs) excited right now. (laughs) As soon as we have start having a conversation around travel, I got to know how are you guys doing? Like this is 
unprecedented times and your whole life was about travel, revolved around it, your content, everything is with travel. How has COVID obviously affected you? Now that we're rolling into, I think we just had the anniversary of when they first announced COVID in like November of 2019. I don't know when this episode will come out, but obviously we we're rolling into this year, right? Like we're now at like a year. So how is it, how did it really change and hit for you guys? I mean, we typically travel for most throughout most of the year. So the fact that like, even it's been one year right now is just mind blowing for me. I'm like, I'm already like, has it been a year already? (laughs) I think we stopped travel in March. And it honestly, it's, it's been a year, but it almost feels like five already, I guess. (laughs) Quarantine just keeps going and going, but it's been good. I mean, we're we're still trying to find ways to enjoy ourselves and and you know find ways out of the boredom, you know. But that's that's okay. Like, yeah, I kind of think that we we like to use ourselves as an example. Like, travel won't be dead forever. Yeah, you know that's impossible. And I think right now we're just trying to find the balance between safe and responsible travel. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it's important to get out of the house, yeah. you know, <laughs> safely. I just think that, you know, right now, if you've been quarantining and you still haven't left your house, that's, that's also scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, for your own mind and mental health, it's it's scary. And it, it's weird because it's like, it's a push and a pull. You don't want to feel guilty. And It's so tricky because the travel industry is struggling so much and they've created so many safety measures in order to get people to travel and feel comfortable traveling. And at the same time, there's a lot of shame and stigma around it. Have you guys even managed to travel even a little bit? Yes. So we actually just got back from Mexico, what, two, a week ago? A week ago. Yeah. That was our first international trip this whole year because Mm -hmm. we've been very strict on the quarantining and everything. That was our first international trip. I've never been to Mexico, so it was a lot of fun. But Within being there, you know, you do feel that guilt and, you know, you you have to like manage that as well. That's something that we've never really felt whenever we were traveling. So it's definitely something that we're having to, you know, explain and talk about. Yeah. Like, I think throughout the past couple of months, we've we've been doing road trips and things that are Mm -hmm. more, you know, domestic. Social distance. (laughs) Social distance. Literally just me and Kirstie in the middle of nowhere (laughs) kind of things, which were awesome, different. We've never done the U.S. together. But I think definitely when we went to Mexico, it was more on you. It's how you treat it, how responsible you are. Like, Are you going to wear your mask? Are you not going to wear your mask? Are you going to be around a group of people? Yeah. It's a lot more responsibility whenever you're traveling abroad now. You know, like you're, you're not only taking care of yourself, but you're in a different country. You know, you have to follow their rules and everything, but maybe their rules aren't as strict as here. So it, it's all up to you on how much you take it seriously, which is, you know, I mean, we also, Super take it important. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I think that relates anywhere you are, like anywhere you live in are like, I find it so fascinating watching children because they don't even question it. They just adapt. Like my son walks out of the house in the morning and he puts his mask on. He technically doesn't have to have that mask on until he's all the way at school, which is like at the end of the street. But he's still, the moment he steps out the door, mask is on. We've got hand sanitizer at the front door. They've adapted. It's adults that are struggling so much. We just don't have the same wiring and the same level of just like, okay, this is what we need to do. It's like, we feel it every ounce of the way. And the kids are like, all right, we're home today. All right, we're here today. All right, we're this. But they also had struggled a lot too. And I and I feel like that's 
so much of it really does come back on us. No matter where you are, we are responsible for our homes. We're responsible for how we are in public. There's the laws and the restrictions are different everywhere. You know, if you're online right now, it can get really confusing because I watch people in Australia and they're having the pool parties. And I'm like, how are you having pool? In my head, I'm like, how are you having pool parties? And then you see the comments roll in and people are so angry. And then they're like, actually, there's only 14 cases across our entire country. So we have these types of restrictions. Yeah, they're doing the right thing. They have in New Zealand. I think they, they shut it down and they've been chilling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in Canada, so we border the U.S. And the U.S. and Canada both responded a little bit differently. But nobody really responded quite like they did, which got it really, really right. But in your travels and and what you guys kind of have done, you know, I was checking out your site as well and was blown away at the amount of advice you guys give for same-sex couples. Because being lesbians, traveling, same-sex couple, it is not the same as an average couple who would travel. Can you kind of touch on what some of those differences are and, you know, how you've kind of worked to, I understand there's like, obviously always these levels of like activism that you want to get involved, but also you deserve to live your life and travel as you please and help other people feel safe within that too. So kind of explain some of these major differences in terms of traveling all over the world. So we, we, we actually started on airplane mode last year when we were, we lived in Asia for about nine months last year, we were traveling all over. As we started posting, we, we were like, let's try like a little creative photo and, and post it, see how it goes. And it was never an intentional thing. You know, we, we started getting a little bit of feedback and we had somebody pop in our DMs that we didn't know. And they're like, Hey, you know, I see I'm a same sex couple too. And we want to, we want to travel. Like, can you help us with that? And we were like, wow, like somebody just asked us. That's yeah. really cool. And then so we started posting more and more and more. And we were like, wow, so maybe we can help people to travel and feel more confident with that. So that's kind of how it started. Um, and now we're actually able to help people. Like you said, the activism part, but like just being present and with ourselves is like what is, you know, most helpful, I, I would assume, because, yeah. you know, I think keeping it personal yeah. and, you know, there isn't a book that says, this is how you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or this is how you have to be a lesbian traveling. Yeah. I think it's super important to just be yourself. You mm-hmm. know, obviously when you go into a new country, there's a lot of research, there's yeah. laws, there's things like that. And I think that's why it's so important that we share our experience. Like, this is what we're like. You see us every yeah. day. This is kind yeah. of how we talk. Like, this yeah. is how we are as a couple. And it's just really important to Definitely. understand or not you know, robotic, we're not making it up. We're not like following an exact checklist. Definitely. I mean, also most of the countries, a lot of the countries we go to, I mean, there's over 170 countries where being uh, LGBT is still illegal. So that's, you know, it's scary, but also like when you get there, you actually realize there's so many people that are welcoming and, and it's, it's such a beautiful situation where you can actually be yourself with people in different cultures. It's just the fear that wraps around it. And I think that that's what we really wanted to bring to other people is you realize the more you travel, people are just like you everywhere. Let's take a pause to talk about one of today's sponsors, which I have talked about before, but I will talk about them again today because they're one of my favorites. Because just because you're a grown up doesn't mean you've outgrown bedtime stories. But trust me, these ones are so much better. Whether you want a story to turn you on or wind you down for better sleep, Dipsy 
helps you get in touch with yourself for some extra sweet dreams. Trust me, they are sweet. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. Especially if you're at home right now and you can't actually go out and be there, this is a great way to take your mind there. You can find stories about off-limit hookups, costume parties, anything that maybe takes you to the next level. And they release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who or what you're into or what turns you on. Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for listeners of today's show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash papaya. One more time, because it's 30 days free trial and you're going to have the best sleep and you're going to have the most relaxing experiences. Dipsystories.com slash papaya for a 30-day free trial. Now let's get back to the show. See, that's what I would have been afraid of is when I was reading that you said like 170 countries are still you know, that it's illegal. How is that safe for you? Does it feel safe? Have you ever run into trouble? And, you know, just kind of hearing that you guys are saying, you know, there's obviously things to go through and you guys provide some information as well to kind of help people like guide them through that a little bit, right? You're going to run into dangers anywhere. I mean, even in New York City, you can run into dangers. But I think if you go into it with the open mind of of like the respect of different cultures, the respect of different religions, the different uh, everything in every single country is going to be different. You kind of go into it like wanting to learn about them. Then they, you know, they start to want to really learn about you. And I think that that's what's beautiful about travel too. So it is scary because it's not only are we LGBT, like a lesbian couple, but we're also two women. So just women traveling in a lot of countries, it's just dangerous for women in general. You know, it's not the same equality in every country. So it's a different battle for everything we do, but I think that that's what's the beauty out of it. Yeah. It's just trying to discover it for people. I think we like being those people too. Like <laughs> to, you know what? We'll just try Go it out. For it. Yeah. <laughs> An important thing to mention, like obviously for you guys, it is a huge part of now your travel because you have that extra layer of being like LGBTQ is having to do that research. But I went to St. Lucia in January and on the very last day, we were getting ready to like travel home. And I had packed a pair of yoga pants that just happened to be printed in camo. They were like one of my, com- they were my comfy travel pants. And I put them on and found out very quickly that that's illegal to wear in that country. You cannot wear camo unless you are a military and you can get fined, you can get questioned. I had no idea. So what, thankfully staff and people there told me very, very quickly, but I hadn't done any research. Like I just went and packed my bags. Like it was nothing thinking, you know, we're in this big group. I'm with my husband. There's nothing really to worry about only to find out I actually made a really big mistake and I had no idea. So it's not just about, you know, traveling to countries that might have illegal things in terms of your relationship status. It's so much more than that. There's actually different rules in every country and it's, and it's not that hard to discover them and do that little bit of research, especially if you're women traveling, just to make sure you have that layer of, of comfort. But you guys talked a little bit about kind of got started on your own and you just started posting these photos and stuff like that. But your 
images are out of this world. Like they're so, so stunning to hear that you're just kind of new to this and like self-taught blows my mind. I'm such a tripod fan. Like, and I was looking at your stuff and I'm like, you have flightographer. Tell me how you got started and how it's kind of evolved from where you first began. So we were about to start a three-day trek in Myanmar when we were in, in Asia. And we stopped at this little stand. It was tiny. That I mean, I don't even think they had electricity at at that stand. And they they, only shop there within a hundred miles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Christine was like, "Should we get a tripod?" I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, there's no one else but us traveling. Maybe we should get a tripod." I was like, "I guess. Like, whatever. I mean, I can do a selfie arm. Fine." But (laughs) so we got. It was fifteen dollars. It was a tripod, and it comes with like this tiny little remote. And I remember sitting at like this, uh, the only bar in the town and we were just playing with it. And, and I didn't even realize in that moment that it would change our entire life, like well, in, in our entire direction of what we wanted to do. I mean, that developed. That tripod really also got us everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so $15, it, it's, it held our phone and it, I mean, you just time it, right? So you have the little clicker and you're just, I'm holding it behind your back or something. And that's kind of where it started. Still a tripod. That's still so impressive. I only learned, like, I think it's so funny because I always just assume that everybody just, like, has a photographer with them all the time. And every once in a while, like, I have to have, like, a legit photographer come and, like, help me with stuff. But I've been, like, doing the tripod, like, or not even, not only just a tripod, but, like, for a while, I just had, like, a stack of books and, like, a wine cork that would, like, hold my lens level. And I was like, how, how do I have a million followers? Like, this is such a joke. Like nobody realizes how scrappy it is sometimes. But now I've learned so much. Some of my favorite creators and they're starting to like out themselves on like how they take this content. And they don't always have like a photographer husband because I honestly thought that's what everybody had. But I read this like one, one woman's blog happy, gray, lucky. She does these incredible shots and she often has them like going from above. And I'm always like, I was like trying to make my tripod, like do this above thing. And I read her thing and she literally has like a cut out cereal box taped to her ceiling with the phone in it and the trigger. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And now I'm watching and I see people's content and you start to notice their hand is hiding. Everyone's got their little tripod trigger. It's like the little secret weapon. Nobody realizes that it seems so complicated. Influencers in the wild, man. We do everything we need. to behind the scenes (laughs) is definitely worth watching. I'm sure we've ended up on someone's story of us doing something crazy to get the shot, like laying on the ground upside down. Like, yeah. (laughs) Okay, real talk. If you don't love your hair, then you need to break up with your current hair care routine. Like right now, it's time to try Function of Beauty instead. I started trying this a month or so ago, and I really just fell in love with it. First, I fell in love with the packaging. I'm not going to lie. It's really gorgeous. It has my name on it. I got to pick out everything I needed, and it's completely customized to me, but I just love the way it looks in my shower. So let's just start there. But now let's get into the nitty gritty. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. And here's how you can get started. First, take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and your hair goals, such as lengthen, volume, and oil control. And because your hair changes with the season, you can change your hair goals before every shipment. Me, I'm in postpartum right now. My hair's changing on the daily with my hormones. 
But next, you get to choose your color and fragrance or go fragrance and dye free. Then Function's team determines the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula, and delivers it right to you. Every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can go completely silicone-free. There are over 54 trillion possible formulations, and Function of Beauty has over 50,000 five-star reviews. Also, Function of Beauty offers completely personalized formulas for body and skincare as well, so you can customize your beauty routine from head to toe, or from hair to toe, I guess. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash papaya. You're going to take that quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash papaya. Let them know we sent you and you're going to get 20% off your order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash papaya. Now let's get back to the show. love hate feeling about like influencers in the wild because like it's somewhat mockery but I'm also like it's so wildly impressive and then everyone just makes fun of them for the way they're doing it and I'm like no are you kidding me like are you seeing what they're doing right now that girl just whopped in the middle of the sand in the ocean like do you know how uncomfortable her vagina is let's be real like she deserves rewards for this and you're all out here like oh my gosh what's the world come to and I'm like creativity they say all that. They say that until they see the picture, and they're like, "Oh, well, the picture came out great." And yeah. I'm like, yes, they're all so worth it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get through the shame, and then you're fine. You know, there is. Do you guys ever feel embarrassed, like when you're taking these shots? Do you ever feel like, "Oh my gosh, there's people watching," or do you like get up at sunrise so nobody sees you? Oh, we do the whole hyping up thing. Like, we're never going to see these people again. It's yeah, fine. Like, just like, it's fun. It's, no, it's, it's good. Like, do it. Just do it. And she's like, "Okay." Let's go. All right. Yeah, I like, just put like a poker face on and just act like you you do this all the time and like even but, that weird yeah. position. And I feel like well, you know everyone has like the claw hand or something. I'm like, oh, doing yeah. <laughs> yeah so. No, it's good. Like we definitely have to hype each other up. <laughs> yeah, my husband gets like really shy about it. And like one time we were in Toronto and I was like, oh, there's such a cool shot of the CN Tower. Like I don't want to be on the sidewalk, so I'm just gonna step out right here. And he's like that's illegal. That's a bike lane. And I was like, can you just do it for the shot? Can you just for one second, just do it for the shot? So when we were traveling together, I always had to find these moments or be like, okay, everyone's usually at breakfast around this time. Can we like do a picture? And he'd be like, okay, but you do kind of have to hype yourself up. Like, I don't know these people. I'm never going to see them again. Like we're going to get through this. Oh my gosh. But you guys have gotten so amazing at your photography. Has this turned into any type of like, do you guys still work regular day jobs or is travel now? Like, is this now supporting you? Are you, were you able to kind of get that support and monetize this in a way that, that works for you guys? So we started off not having any clue that you could even monetize it. I mean, I didn't know anything about influencing or content creating. We just kind of put our backpackers at first. I think that's how we started. Our original plan was just travel. I took a gap year and Kirstie convinced me to leave my job. That's (laughs) the, yeah. When we first met, I was like, oh, well, because I had moved to New York from Australia. I lived in Australia for a year. And when I moved, we met and I was already planning my next big trip. And I was, was like, planting the seed. I was, <laughs> I was like, just give me two months of your time. I promise you, you'll have the best time of your life. She's like, I'm not quitting my job. I'm like, you're going to quit your job and you're going to go travel for two months. And then she was like, fine. Okay. I'll quit my job and I'll go for two months. And I was like, okay, three months. 
And then she's like, oh, no, fine. Okay, yes. Four months, five months, six months. And then it turned into nine months. And I was like, see, wasn't it worth it? <laughs> yeah. It was definitely insane. I feel like looking back I take at full it credit for the best year of your life. <laughs> it's good. But no, I mean, we didn't realize that you could even monetize it. And so, you know, like that's kind of almost secondary to us. I think it was more the, the message that we could get across because I think the whole point for us was more of helping people. Like I'm... I'm definitely a helper. Like I love being able to relate with people and, um, you know, like yeah, exchange thoughts and, you know, positive energy is something that oh, we yeah. just love to give out and attract also. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was just so important for us. Yeah. Now that we are able to create that platform, you know, we are seeing the monetizing side of it, which is awesome. Like it's a huge perk. It also allows you to do it, right? Like if with like that, that kind of gives longevity, like travel isn't cheap like at all. I planned out a Disney trip and I was like, do I get them? Do I apply for a mortgage? Like, what is, what is this? Like, it's so expensive. Travel isn't right now. It's dirt cheap, but typically it's not cheap. So to me, I'm kind of like of a different mindset a little bit. It's not, I understand like, yeah, it it is a perk, but also I'm like, get these women traveling because we want to see this content. We want to learn through your experiences. There's like so much in reality versus Instagram and all that stuff. And I'm like, but there's a reason why I follow travel accounts. And that's because it makes me feel like I've escaped. There's such an emotional pull when you're watching other people travel that you know that these shots are posed. You know that they're not, you know, that there's so much going on in the background or potentially there's a tripod there or there was, you know, garbage on the ground that they edited out. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I want to see this re- this escape from my reality for a moment and step into somebody else's. And then you guys are doing that and teaching at the same time, which I think is just so beautiful. Where do you kind of see this going with everything kind of being on pause? Has this given you time to reflect? Are you planning new things for 2021? Like what's going to be, what's going on for you guys next? At the start of this year, we got back from Asia. We were only supposed to be back in town. Uh, We got back in what, November of last year? Oh my God, that was a year ago. It was December of last year. And we were only supposed to be back in New York for the holidays. And then we were going to go and do Africa. We were going to do like Morocco, Egypt. Uh, Jordan, um, and then make our way down to Tanzania and everything. We were going to play in all the safaris and it was exciting. And then of course, you know, COVID happened. And honestly, it was the best situation that we did stay because, you know, like who knows where we could have been stuck at, you know, and I'm literally on the airline websites daily. I'm like, Hey, you can go to Puerto Rico for $68 round trip now. <laughs> like, you know, she's like, yeah. you can't go to Puerto Rico. Right now. I'm like, fine. I'll, I'll look again for next week. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's my escape in a way, you know, I I keep checking and I I don't want to plan too far ahead right now because things keep changing and we are supposed to be going to Bali next year. I mean, I love Bali, so that's exciting, but. And it's a group trip. So we would be actually taking people, teaching them kind of Mm. our photo photography tricks and, you know, showing them around. We've been there for a month and a half. Yeah. So we're pretty familiar with it. We kind of know our way around it. And yeah. <laughs> Did you know that studies have shown that babies that are worn regularly cry over 40% less? Now, when I say worn, I mean in something like a wrap. Have you heard about belugababy.com? Because even before I had my most recent baby, most recent being my fourth child, 
I knew about Beluga Baby because it seemed like the biggest brand that everybody was pushing and talking about and saying what a great brand they were. Now I have three Beluga Baby wraps and I will attest they are phenomenal, but let's get into what they are. A beluga wrap is a soft bamboo fabric that wraps around you and around your baby, allowing you to carry them next to your heart, which comforts them, while giving you your hands back. So it's hands-free baby holding. And Beluga Baby has such a cool story. It was created by a woman named Haley when she had her own newborn, literally made by a mom, four moms and dads. She loved the idea of baby wearing, but couldn't find her fit. And you know what? I totally relate to this. It is not easy. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Haley was finding that they were either too thick and she was overheating or they stretched in only one direction so she felt confined. So she ended up curating her own fabric, a special blend of mostly bamboo fibers with a touch of cotton for support and a little bit of spandex for the additional four-way stretch. It was love at first wear for her and her baby, and now she's got over 2,000 five-star customer reviews. Now, if you're expecting or have a new baby or know anybody who is, baby wearing is a powerful tool. The scientific benefits are vast. It helps regulate baby's body temperature. It helps mom's hormones even out, providing extra oxytocin as baby is next to your skin. For this reason, baby wearing has been known to reduce symptoms and severity of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. It increases the success of breast or chest feeding if you can or choose to do so. But of course, I can't let you leave today without giving you a coupon code for belugababy.com. So right now you can head to belugababy.com. That's B-E-L-U-G-A-B-A-B-Y.com and use code papaya and you're going to get 15% off your order. I don't see this happen often when it comes to Beluga Baby and they can sell out fast. Special designs are often you know, getting, having to be restocked a million times. I know I've had leopard print in my cart and it's sold out before I even checked out. So head on over to belugababy.com. Use that code papaya for 15% off your order. You are not going to regret it. It is one of the best baby wearing options out there. Now let's get back to the show. I've heard Bali is the best. My parents actually went and lived in Singapore for almost a year together. And my dad got like transferred for work. And it was the funniest thing ever to like sit here in Canada and watch your parents like suddenly, like, I don't know, like your my parents are a fixture. Like I'm used to them fixated, like down the road, like you don't go places. And they, they went off for this year. It was like literally the week I got married, they left the following week and we didn't see them, you know, for this whole year. And with their visa, they would have to slip into other countries and stuff like that while they got renewed. So I'd be watching and all of a sudden, you know, my dad got in, like he, he came back with two full sleeves of tattoos, like in Bali, like I'll have to show you guys some of the photos. And then they went to Bali. Mom did like the Bali swing and like did so much stuff and it truly changed them. And I remember just feeling 
you know, this is what the purpose of travel is. It's not just about, you know, escaping your reality. It's stepping in and experiencing something so new. I got to see my parents who haven't never done something like that for themselves. And while they were there for work, just had these experiences together, but also kind of finding themselves within it. My dad, who's like in his fifties suddenly is, you know, covered in tattoos and loved it so much. And they talk about it all the time, their life in Singapore, where they, you know, here they have like, you know, a suburban home and there they had this tiny little appointment, like apartment and so much joy. My mom every day, it was so funny. She would walk, like she would, she would find every single Starbucks in Singapore. And I think she visited almost 60 of them. So every day she would pinpoint them and she would figure out her destination because my dad was at work. So she created these little, these little things for her to do within the day. And it became this like Starbucks mission. And regardless, I just really came to appreciate what travel can do for relationships, what travel can do for, you know, as an individual, what it kind of opens your eyes to and experiencing other parts of the world and how much you can really learn from different cultures and really also come home and appreciate your own a little bit, I'm sure as well. Now you guys also come from totally different cultures. How has that played into your own relationship as you guys have kind of grown together? From the South, originally Tennessee. So I have my very Southern roots and things like that, but just a mutt of things. Yeah. So (laughs) my dad is Mexican and my mom is Chinese and Peruvian. Wow. Yeah, that's Completely amazing. What I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what food do you guys have? <laughs> so whenever I met like her whole family, which is their whole family is amazing. I love them. But it's just so rich of culture and the food is incredible and everything. Yeah. So definitely eat well in my house. That's yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've definitely, I'm the adopted one now. Like I, I've, I've appointed myself as the adopted one. Like you guys can't get rid of me now. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm staying forever. And I, I think that's what's great. You know, like we're able to also take our different backgrounds and travel with it because obviously grown up different than she has. And she's teaching me constantly, like, this is what this means, especially like we just got back from Mexico. So yeah. also she was speaking fluent Spanish and I was like, wow, this is, a, this is impressive. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I get blown away easily, but that was like, it was great. So I, I mean, I feel like I'm learning from you constantly too, which is, you know, part of the fun, you know. It's great when we do go to different countries because we have this mix of cultures and people ask about us and mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's just an interesting play on other cultures. So yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever I was in Bali, I was actually so tan that people kept thinking I was Brazilian, which was the biggest compliment ever because I'm clearly not Brazilian. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Brazilian. And she was, like, she was looking at me like, no, you're not. I'm like, Let me live this. Like, these people don't know me. Like, maybe I am Brazilian. <laughs> it happened at least three times. And I live for that moment. Every I time. think it's association <laughs> next to me. July, you know. Oh, what made you land in New York City? She's from New York City. I, I, yeah, when I was living in Australia, uh, my visa was running out after the year working visa there. And one of my best friends that I met in Australia, she's from New York. She was like, hey, why don't you just move to New York after the visa and I'll get you a job. Like, we'll, we'll get you all set up. I'm like, New York? Like, I never really thought about that. Fine. Okay, fine. I have nothing else to do. So <laughs> I moved to New York and then it turned out like my best friend like had close friends that were her close friends. So it turned out like we, we met throughout that way and it was awesome. I mean, obviously it, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good reason for me to move to New York. And I, I mean, I love it. It's, it's good. 
Let's take a pause to talk about Talkspace. Because now that we're coming up on a year of the new normal, it sometimes feels like we're never going to get back to our old lives. The uncertainty of not knowing when this will all end is frustrating and a little scary. I miss my old routines and I miss being able to see my friends and family whenever I wanted. Now more than ever, therapy is a way to find our way out when things feel especially dark. Just talking through my own fears and anxieties makes me breathe easier and feel that hope again. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24-7. With Talkspace, you set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable and make sure that you're really progressing. Therapy can really help you shift your perspective too. You can find tools to cope in difficult times and it can really be a guiding light. Talkspace is affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist, like we said, 24-7. They'll engage with you daily, five days a week. Talkspace also has thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. It's also secure and private. Using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. As a listener to this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure you use the code PAPAYA to get $100 off your first month and show support for the show. That's papaya and talkspace.com. Let's get back to the show. My final question, because it's been driving me nuts this entire time. How do you both have good eyebrows? Huge perk of Asia. We went, we randomly saw this girl with really good eyebrows and we were like, how, why do your eyebrows look so perfect? She was like, yeah, I went to this guy's house and he just touched me. I'm like, what? Like you can do this that? was in the Philippines. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh! And you did it. Yep, we did it. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it was a little scary. We did take a, a risk. Yeah, I don't recommend know. going to people's houses randomly. We did do it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that shouldn't be said. But <laughs> and he felt like it was good. We, yeah. Honestly, no, we saw his page, and he did a bunch of. He did everybody's eyebrows. And it was yeah, great. like everyone in the town. Yeah. So. <laughs> That is so amazing. Yeah. Beauty trends all over the world are so different too, right? So you guys must just experience so many different cultures in the way that they experience beauty. Thank goodness eyebrows transcend across all of them. You're going to do great. Everywhere. <laughs> Trending everywhere. And honestly, it's $700 in New York. I don't think, I think we spent $60 in, in, US in Philippines. I was like, best $60 I've ever spent. <laughs> Let's go back. A year and still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I freaking love that. All right. Well, you guys are just a delight. I know this year must be somewhat tough, but also, you know, such a great time to be able to sit down and chat about it all and be able to kind of look at your content and and still like you, you still upload so many photos and it's, it's so cool to be able to look at and kind of check out from this, you know, stay at home reality that we're in right now, but where can everyone find you and kind of, you've grown, you know, for only how long has your account actually been up for? Um, it's probably been about a year and three months now, which 
So you've grown quite a following in such a short amount of time, which is so amazing, especially during a season like a pandemic to have that growth is so remarkable, but tell everyone where they can kind of find you and start following along on your journey and seeing where it takes you next. So we're mainly on Instagram. Uh, It's on airplane mode, all lowercase with uh, two underscores at the end. So we also have all the social medias of Facebook and Pinterest and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is my new fave. <gasps> I need to find you on TikTok. Yeah. I love TikTok. Uh, and then we also have a blog. So our blog is on airplanemodetravels.com. And yeah, you can find us in anything. Everyone can reach out to us, say hi. Yeah. And, and be we good. answer back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You guys are such a delight. Thank you so much for taking time to sit and chat today and kind of talk about travel. It feels so hopeful, doesn't it? Like it just feels so nice to just like talk about it for a second and be like, yes, this isn't gone forever. We're going to do this again. I went from being on like flights every other week, you know, mine was work travel, but I still loved it. I I have woken up so many times in the night and had like nightmares that you're about to miss your flight. Like my brain wants travel. Like there's so much of us that it's just ingrained in us to kind of desire that and have that bit of escape. So I just really, um, admire that what you both share and how you kind of have opened up your relationship to the world for so many to witness. So thank you so much. And uh, for everyone listening, go check out Kirstie and Christine on airplane mode. I'm going to have everything in the show notes as well. So you can kind of find them wherever you want to find them and learn so much more about what it's like to travel and see some of these amazing tripod Bob photos that they have created. (laughs) Thank you both so, so much. Thank you so much for having us. It was really nice to meet you too. (laughs) Yeah, so nice. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come travel with you all. I'm just gonna ditch my family. Forget Disney. Cereal box for the ceiling somewhere, you know. hundred percent That's what we'll do. It'll be so cute. All right. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.